0: oh yeah here we go practice acquisition there are pitfalls throughout the entire process if you want to buy a practice this is how folks acquisition unscripted the truth when buying and selling at dental practice. And now your host, Michael Dincio. What's up, what's up, guys? Another episode of Shark Week, giving you this week of sharks in the marketing tank. Today, we have a special guest, as always, and a friend and partner, this is a cool episode because it went in a different direction than I thought it was. Um, I, I was hearing it for the very first time myself, and um, I always have an agenda for these things, but I love when it goes in a different direction because that's how I learn. Consultants all, all the time act like they know everything. Guys, they don't know everything, and so I'm sharpening my skill set every single day on this show. This is what I use the show, so you're learning with me. But Shark Week, we're, we're doing it. This episode, uh, like all episodes in Shark Week, we talk about return on investment, ROI, return on investment, return on investment, return on investment. It's super important because you need to know if you're gonna spend some money, what are you getting back for that money? We talked about how to prep before the closing as you think about marketing. It's super important. There's things to do, things that you need to think about before uh, you buy the practice. Um, We talked about like how a marketing company should approach a situation differently. If you're buying like a really good practice that throws off a lot of patients already, how do you approach that versus how do you uh, approach a, a practice that you're buying that might be more of a quote unquote fixer upper? Um, so totally different thing. You might approach something like that, like the startup. We talked about goodwill and how to maintain the goodwill through through marketing companies. And then the last thing I think is really important that, that you guys should probably hang in on this episode for is what are some good questions to ask marketing companies before you hire them? I feel like Shark Week is going to give you that through this whole week of like, you know, meeting new marketing companies and and understanding what they bring to the table and asking really good questions. So uh, great, great episode. I'm excited for you guys. Hopefully you're following along. I have the marketing conversation at least five times a week with all my clients. This is a week of marketing people that know their stuff. And if you're not listening to every single episode, you're missing out because marketing is the key to growth. And that's why we decided to do it so marketing shark week continues let's get it going okay everybody we're back another episode of dental acquisition unscripted again your host michael densio founder of next level consultants you guys know my story but today we are getting into uh marketing and uh, i'm really excited about this episode as i am all these episodes because Marketing is um, a make-or-break deal in a lot of scenarios, situations, and I think finding the right marketing firm partner uh, really does set you apart from your competitors, Um, and as we're heading down this path of acquisition, um, it's different, right? Marketing for a scratch startup is going to have a different approach than marketing for an acquisition. And We're going to get into that today, um, and so let me just get get right into the introduction. Um, I'm I'm introducing and bringing in a good friend of mine and a partner that I've worked with for gosh many many years, um, Mike. Sh- Sh- Damn it! See, this is what we were talking about. I we all call him Shown. Uh, no, his name is Shown. Mike Shown. Uh, but we all call him something different. So, Mike, you can you, exactly
1: reverse it's, it's Mike Shown, shown, shown. But, it's, but it's shown, but shown. you know, it's kind, of the, kind of the nickname, I suppose. Shown. We
0: just but. had that say that conversations I really screwed myself up. Everybody calls me oh, Denzio, but it's actually CO, so we just go by whatever people call us, right? Sure. But, um, Mike is the founder of Affordable Image, uh, he's owned the company for 27 years. Um, he's a beast of knowledge in this space. Um, they're a nationwide firm and helps hundreds and hundreds of doctors across the country do do better, get new patients. And so today, on the topic of marketing, specifically with an acquisition twist, I'm blessed to have you on the show, buddy. Thanks, thanks for for being on.
1: Absolutely, thank you, Michael, in CEO. I appreciate.
0: <laughs>
1: you got it. You didn't mess that appreciate, up. I appreciate the love.
0: Yes, no, absolutely buddy. So let's just get right into it in the spirit of uh, un, unscripted and cutting right to the chase. You know'm I'm, I'm thinking about someone buying a practice mic, right And um, we could go in a hundred different uh, paths here. We only usually do these for 30 minutes, so we're gonna be limited to that. So that's gonna cover three or four topics. My big thing is, you know, as someone comes into a practice to purchase, what are some things they should think about pitfalls? They should consider uh, as they're walking into ownership, um, and I'll and I'll preface that in, in that a startup, as we talked about in previous episodes, it's startup unscripted, um, you get all this time to to prepare for this great opening day whereas acquisition you you can't do anything because you don't own the practice yet you can only do something when you get the keys and it's your practice and so that puts a lot of pressure on you as a marketing firm so w- let's talk about that like the first steps and actually I didn't give you I didn't even give you a chance why don't you say a little bit about affordable just real quick i
1: Well, thank thank you, Mr. Dencio. (laughs) Uh, Mike Town, Affordable Image. Uh, We are a a marketing company, national marketing company. Our specialty is dental marketing. Um, We've been doing the dental side of the marketing for about twenty of those years. We we love the dental uh, the dental industry for so many reasons. The people are amazing. Um, The 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 long term. the, the, the people that have been in this industry, or stay in this industry because it's such a great uh, group of people. The doctors are amazing. Um, the the biggest thing I really love about this industry is the passion that the doctors have, and then the people that are supporting the doctors, like you um, and, and, and other partners that we have that help the doctors, whether it's financial or or or, or uh, you know whatever it is, you know, just the passion that the, that the doctors. It starts with them. And it makes me more passionate. I'm a passionate person anyways, but it brings me more <laughs> passionate when someone else is passionate and it just grows and grows and grows and grows. Yeah. And so my team is, uh, we my, my team's been together. The team that we have now on the dental side is, is approaching 17 years together. And they all started when they were super young. So they're still very young. Wow. We've got a group of amazing people and we've been doing this together for a long time. Uh, we've learned a lot of things together uh, from our doctors and of course, from all the the, the analytics and things that we do. But we just, we love what we do and we love helping our clients uh, t- take their vision, their dreams and you know m- make them into reality. And when I, when I stop and think about what we do, that's really what we do is we try to, we help, you know, try, we do. We help our clients. We help our doctors, you know, take their, their dreams and make them reality.
0: Yeah. Well, well said. I, I don't think I've heard a marketing company say that out loud. And I think that it, that's, that's spot on. Everybody thinks about, uh growth and um new patients and money and roi but you kind of broke it down in a real way that's that that touches uh the vision that someone has uh, or should have and then how to create that artistically and practically so okay so back to the que- thank you for that that's that's good stuff and you're right passion is our um our language so my, the Mike and Mike show today Pa- right. pa- passion is going to be a uh, part of it. We apologize. So as a buyer approaches closing day uh, and even into the day of closing, let, let's, let's talk about some things that you're thinking about as a marketing guy.
1: So I'm going to go before closing. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> um, cause what I don't want to have happen is we approach closing or at closing or that we're, we're, we're open and we find out we don't have a password, username and passwords <laughs> to, the, to the Facebook, to the Google My, uh, Google Business Profile. Um, now, that's imp- what's important also is Apple has, has an equivalent to the Google My Business Profile, Apple Maps now. They've just come out with that in the last couple months. It's basically their version of that. Mm. And that's extremely important. Now, Bing is now starting to come up. So now you got to make sure you have that. There's there are other directory listings that are critical. So making sure that you have as part of the contract, <laughs> a part of the agreement, assuming you are taking ownership of the assets, because those are assets to your business, and we actually call them assets. They're marketing assets. You have to have all those username and passwords. As soon as you, you know, as soon as the day that con- the day that you take ownership, you've got to change those usernames or change those passwords at least. Um, and get those changed, make sure that the that the emails inside of there are going to you instead of the, the, the owner doctor, go uh, daddy domain names. That's another thing. I don't know how many doctors have bought a go- <clears throat> bought a, a practice with a domain name. And then the doctor, the, the selling doctor <laughs> on their, on their, uh, their dream, uh, you know, two year African safari.
0: Yes. <laughs> cell phones. Yes. The,
1: the, the, the emails going to their personal Yahoo account or a- AOL account. Yeah. Right? yeah uh, well now what do you do so anyways um, th- that's number 1 one
0: and um, actually and actually mike it, it's not just for marketing but it's also credentialing uh recredentialing you we will need that email to get all of the insurance companies that email that like it's it is it's step 1 and and it falls into marketing big time
1: you got to get it in the agreement and you got to make sure that you have ownership in the agreement of the assets yeah of of the website and of that website you need to make sure that you own the the photographs the imagery especially if the photographs mm. are are made or we're, 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 we're whether they're stock photos or whether they are done by another photographer you want to make sure that you have the ownership of that uh wow. the copy you want to make sure the copy is owned now there's other marketing companies and dental specific marketing companies i will not name today but that actually sell you a website I should, They really don't even sell you a website. They, they act like they're selling you a website and you don't own anything. So they're really not selling you anything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They're renting you a website. They're rent- renting you content. They're renting you photographs. They're even renting your SEO. So you, that's a mm-hmm. whole nother before the fact that you want to find out. How are you going to know that? Well, you talk to your consultant, ask them for a, a, a marketing company that 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 they trust and they we we can get into the code and we can usually find out by look by looking into the code to know if if that's one of those sites that are that you're not going to be able to own
0: just go ahead and call mike directly he's great just call mike
1: (laughs) yeah yeah we'll
0: put that below we'll put that to below
1: but seriously though that's that's I can't even begin to tell you how terrifying that is uh, to think about, and because yeah. I've experienced it, my team has experienced it. We watched doctors um, suffer yeah. through that, they, they they bought something and they find out that they don't own it, and that's just a horrible place to be. It's not fun, um, or they don't have the password and things like that.
0: It's a it's a great it's a great tip, Mike, because um, your legal process, which we cover here with uh, Aliyah Ramshin and and. Robert Montgomery on the program. Uh, Legal is so important. There's so many things, Uh, but even your attorneys can miss clauses or sentences that don't specifically spell out certain things that Mike just even communicated to. I will say and touch on that, not that we want to go down this path, but I will say the, the idea of these membership websites is becoming a popular thing. And I don't, I'm not a big fan. And this is exactly what Mike is talking to you. should own your website. If you get a website from Mike, you own it. If the relationship goes sour for whatever reason, he gives it to you. That's how it should be. Um, that's how it should be. Like, I, I don't get this whole membership. I pay you indefinitely, and we. Uh, what if the relationship goes sour? Like, it. it the happens. problem that
1: Mike is is half. I'm going to say more than half the time. Most of the time, the doctors don't even know that that's the case. They think that they own it. They think that when, you know, if they're having a bad experience, they want to find another company um, or they're referring to another company. They think that they own it and come to find out they don't. That's just another horrible place to be. It's just not, it's not, so it's just, it's not, uh, it's not ethical. It's not right. It's, you know, even if the doctor signed it and said it in the very, very tiny, tiny print, they're, they were sold as if it was their website. And SEO, it takes so long to get organic results. It, and it depends on the market It could and how much your competitors mm-hmm. are spending. It could take a year. It could take mm-hmm. a year, and two years, potentially.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To, to
1: get those rankings and you think that you have the rankings and come to find out you don't. So mm-hmm. that is that is a massively yeah. important to make sure well,
0: you own it. Well, just as important as it is to evaluate the equipment and make sure everything's working and that you get the sensors. I always have my my clients take pictures of all the little things that cost $10,000, you know, like the, in the drawers, like take a picture of that because that is part of the asset sale. Mike's talking about marketing as an asset and that's part of the asset sale, And I love that because I think it gets overlooked. I'll be the first one to tell you, I don't deep deep dive into that. So you taught me something today. Uh, Now, what if, maybe let's go into a a different direction here. What if someone has one of those sites? They don't own it. The seller selling a practice without a website. What What are, what are, what are, so let's talk about that, but also let's talk about, um, just the basics of of getting things switched over as well you know what i mean
1: so when we look at an acquisition i look at we 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 kind of look at two two almost two parallel tracks kind of you know that are that are driving side by side the the track number one most important track is the the, the existing practice the way that it is we know as a marketing company we understand we've been doing this long enough to know that that the value of that practice is those new, pa- or that is the existing patients returning. Yes. Also, know based on experience that at a minimum you want to have that one-year recall. You want them to come in that two times to get to know the doctor, to get to know the team. That's uh, right. That's going to be right. your, that's 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 priority one through 10 like that's the top 10 priorities now <laughs> right
0: that's the value that's, that's the value the future is- the future revenues yes yeah
1: we don't want to do anything just to to risk that so we're going to continue even if a, a doctor says i want a new website we're going to tell them we're we're going to tell them we're not going to give an option you have to keep this website for the next year at least for that one year recall mm-hmm. get them through your system get them to know your team on uh, this other track that's parallel that's, that's over here that's, that's that's parallel to this track that's going over here we could start working on your um on your website and, and your and your branding and things like that so let me let me step back another second as far as track number 2 track 2 uh, t- have talked about this before is uh with a startup we're we're literally starting from scratch starting from zero right so as a marketing company our job my team's job is to take the vision of that doctor and, and, and figure out what um, what the market, you know, what the, the, what market inside the neighborhood is going to work for them, segment it out, things like that. Mm-hmm. And basically take their dream and make it a reality, a reality, turn it into a brand. And that's what my team does is figuring out what their dreams, their goals, their vision and turning that into, to reality. Well, when we have a blank slate, it's pretty simple,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: When we have a slate that's completely drawn up and there's no room in there, it's, can be impossible yeah. to to make that and so that's why i like to look at it we have this other track going along here that's the we got the current branding the current marketing and then we got the secondary marketing and even if there's a slight change i'm still looking at it as a second track because i don't want these two tracks to to, to, to cross paths or to connect yeah for, a year, for that year maybe longer depending on the situation
0: mm.
1: and so We're while we're continuing the existing branding and looking, we may we may want to increase some marketing with the existing brand. You know, who knows what we're going to do? It's case by case and situational. Yeah. With the new marketing, we're going to keep that. uh, We're going to we're going to build that and we're going to start building new patients coming in with a new marketing separate from the existing marketing. So the current patients, they're just familiar with the existing marketing. We're not going to stir up the, the waters. And then the new patients come in under that brand, and then in, in a year or so we can kind of merge them together. In essence, this is kind of how we look at that. So we look at we we look at the, the doctor that's buying a practice. That, um, that, that most of them, when when they buy them, are the the vision is not even close to where what the reality of the existing uh, branding is, what the existing uh, communication level is, and things like that. So that's what where my team's job is to figure out. How to, you know, make that happen within the existing structure and the existing, you know, framework that we have. Again, yep. separately from yep. from the, from the other track there. So that's how we we approach that.
0: Um, I think that's genius. My my question is, so actually, let me back up because I, we we're both assuming in this moment that the seller has some goods to sell in this department. And I'm not talking about assets. I I mean. They've done a decent job. We're trying to carry on and continue to create stability. It's a good practice, lots of patience. Guys, there's there's a huge continuum or a, a huge like variance between someone that has a great practice, lots of patience, uh, decent marketing, decent foundation. And then there's the other practices that Frankly, could be considered as startups, even though they've owned a practice. Their website's garbage; nobody even goes to their website. They have no reviews. You might as well just—you might as well just start right away, right? Absolutely. Like, so there's—I th- what we're talking about is like a good practice yep. that you're trying to buy and throws off a. Gr- gr- you don't want to disrupt too much. That's a great business. The number one role is don't screw up a good business. Just plug in. And you, yeah. can make, you can make some changes, but you can't be extreme about those changes. You just go in, plug and play. I will say now being in this acquisition world for as long as I have, those are actually few and far between. There's a lot of practices that are underperforming, terrible practices that you're buying because they're fixer uppers or uh great lease or great location, but you could do better with it. And so I I want to make sure that we're defining what we're talking about because I think you might have a different strategy for those fixer uppers.
1: True, and so I'm glad you brought that. Up. It is it's hard to talk generally <laughs> about something that's so. I, I know everything is so different, right? So yeah, I, everything. I yeah, there is always something. So, uh, you know, the fixer up or something like that. We would still want to treat the the existing. So we still understand. You we got to get those recalls. So I'm not going to. Here, here, let's use this example. Uh, you know, the you know, do, a doctor's Brian, another practice that has the doc, the name of the practice is the doc, the original doctor's name, and they're still out <laughs> there, believe it or not. Right. And the doctor's new name is nothing close to that doctor's name. We're, we're gonna, we're not going to mess with that because they recognize the name. We're still going to go through it, it, whatever internal marketing that you have for those patients. We're, we would still like you to utilize that if you've been been given permission to, and you have the the rights to do that for that first year, because we don't want, again, we don't want to stir things up. We don't want us that we, we, have to get those patients, those existing patients to come in and see you and your team. Yeah. So whatever we create marketing wise, we do, we're going to try to do as lim- little as possible. If anything is just going to be enhanced, maybe brighten something up, make something more clear, uh, maybe have, Change the messaging up a little bit, but we want to we want to make the recognition to the existing patients that we're not coming here and changing crazy things, right?
0: Got you. Yeah, you you, you don't want to disrupt. You yeah. don't want to scare them. That don't for yeah. Them.
1: So I'm going to say that's going to be no matter fixer upper uh, existing. Yeah, You got to get them to come back to, get yeah. to meet meet the doctor. So okay, we're still going to treat that that way. Now maybe we might need to accelerate track number two. Mm-hmm. That's probably the difference is probably what we would do is we'd have an accelerated model sometimes i feel like also mo- almost more times than not recently in the last year yeah we almost treat an acquisition like a startup yes yeah. these fixer uppers are so bad bad yeah i know found barely a foundation Founded to build him. off of yeah. from our from a marketing perspective so we are literally looking at it and we're treating it like it's brand new. So we're still marketing to the existing, you're you're still marketing and communicating to the existing patients as the original brand, as the original, but the new patients, we're going to work and build that new brand quicker. We're going to get that new, new, new foundation, the website up, the look, the brand up quicker. And we're going to start marketing for new patients much quicker uh, than than we would, you know, maybe something that, that, that you're, you're not, that's not the fixer upper. That's the, the,
0: and and let me say why why that's so important um because in any acquisition fixer upper or well oiled machine you're going to lose patience everybody knows that there's attrition there's uh i've been going to him for years Now's the time to change sorry new doc just is what it is that's that's uh, you, you know i would say that it's going to happen less than you think um, there's tons of podcasts and literature on percentages, like 10 to 15%. I, I actually have not experienced that personally. I've, I've experienced less attrition than 10%. Maybe it's because of our coaching or methodology. I'd like to think so our messaging, but I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's
1: maybe it, it will. It is the, the way that you handle the transition. It's that's everything. The way yeah. that the transition ha- is handled, that's everything for keeping
0: those, keeping those, those pay. That's right. Okay. But you are going to lose some with you next will- level or not, you know whatever that that percentage is. Let's call it ten percent. So, so if I'm going to lose ten percent, and and oddly enough, in California, another major risk is the whole Delta Dental drop in fees. So, again, the threats of things changing and dropping m- my revenue down need to be offset by something. And today's call is about offsetting that in marketing. Right, well, Mike?
1: Absolutely, and here's the thing. You don't, you're not gonna know it's
0: 10%. Until? Until for a year
1: right. or two years.
0: That's you, right.
1: You don't know while it's happening. Oh. And by the time it's 10% and then you learn, mm-hmm. then you're hurting really mm-hmm. bad. Because then mm-hmm. it could take a year, depending on the marketplace you're in. If it's a highly competitive market, it could take a year to really- It could. To get that business going. And so with an acquisition, you're exactly right. Even even the best of offices, like that, that are you're, you're walking in, it's it's a well-oiled machine, and you're walking in. You are correct. You don't know what's going to happen, and so if, if no matter what, we want to come in with that second track, start working on that marketing plan to, to line up with the vision of the of the new doctor, and have that ready because even the best of the practices that are, even if they're not selling, there's an attrition rate. That's right. Some areas it might be 1% and some areas, some areas it might be 10%. That's even right. That's a good area because people are moving out so fast.
0: Yeah, that's right. Then yeah, that's right.
1: So those are things we have to consider. And again, you don't know until it's too late. So you just have to know that that's part of the business. That's right. Have a plan in place to to continue to, to, to get those new patients. In. That's
0: a hundred percent. So assuming that we have to offset 10% and Mike, you're thousand percent, right? Cause you don't know until the end. So you got to be proactive. You got to be a good business person right out of the gate. Sorry, I know you didn't take any business courses, but that's a business uh that's a that's a great business tip from a business owner of thir- 27 almost 30 years. You got you got to get ahead of your threats um because be by the time you acknowledge a threat, it's too late, right? And so Mike, what are some things if you're trying not to disrupt the apple cart too much, what are some things we can do for a quick uh, burst of new patients or um, I mean you're you're inheriting sometimes these awful websites as you were talking um, I was thinking like buyers aren't going to inherit good websites for another 20 years. And in 20 years, it's going to be inundated. Like It's not going to be a good website anymore. Right. I say that because all these older docs that are selling didn't have to do this SEO shit we're talking about, right? You're so right. you're naturally inheriting something that a seller has not cared about, has not needed, mm-hmm. and it's just not a good site. And so we're kind of recreating uh, from scratch in a lot of cases. Yeah.
1: Yeah, most cases. I would yeah. say So, so
0: how how can we make a pop? What what can we do? What can we do?
1: So marketing there it's not magic. There's no magic, here.
0: there's no silver bullet. Feels like it's a magic.
1: Sort of be something that we can get a pop at a quick pop. I mean, I I would my I would suggest the same thing I would suggest to uh, a startup. Uh, yeah. we look from a startup perspective for, for the acquisitions that need that quick pop is uh meet your neighbors. Yeah. We do a little bit of we call it guerrilla or ground based sure. marketing. Go knock on you know knock on the doors of your neighbors, introduce yourself. Um, you know the neighbor your neighbors being you know the the, the other businesses in, in the in the location. You know if, assuming you're in a retail space, it could be the the hair cutters, it could be the gym. You know those places. Restaurant if workers. All, yeah. You know, all those. You know have your have some business cards. At, at a minimum, have some kind of handout. Some kind of if you, if you're in an office and you do have a, a membership plan, you know, that's a great thing to bring in and offer membership that, you know, let the, the, the businesses know that you have membership plans for their, for their employees and things like that. So yeah. that'd be the first thing that you can do, um, an mm-hmm. office uh, space. You can still go outside your office building and it, hopefully there's some, those types of businesses around, mm-hmm. um, it's, if you're in an office building and it's like a, a, a healthcare driven, you're, you're going to have, you have natural, uh, referral partners, that you're going to want to meet, Tap so you're into. still going to want to do those things as if it was a um, startup. Yeah. No matter what, you're going to want to do those things as and, soon as you're able to.
0: And I and I will say that that's such great great advice, Mike. I want all my clients to do that and do it aggressively, fiercely. It's the right answer. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this very uh, as a matter of fact, as possible people that buy practices they won't do it i want them to you're right but they won't do it because they're buying a practice that's already got a schedule the team's punching them right in the face they've never managed a team they're punching they're getting punched right in the face they're dealing with all the problems uh buying a practice is not easy folks everybody thinks it's easier oh the cash flow is easier but the problems are harder than a startup quite frankly it is um and so the last thing they're thinking is, I'm going to start network. My startups do that because they got all all the time in the world. An right. acquisition person has no time. That they, they don't. They're just drinking from a freaking fire hose. So they oftentimes pay for marketing, right? They pay for it because they have no time, no time at all. So, what do you think?
1: So I would say that the next thing is to to look at your uh, your internal marketing to make sure that you are actually re- making sure those recalls are happening. That you have this that the system is what you what you were sold, what you were told. Now that you can really get in, maybe you got the peek under the hood, but now you get to get in there and tinker and see if you know if it's <laughs> if that's just a, a, a ba- an old battery or a new battery inside yeah. the car, or yeah. you need to buy a new battery for it, what have you. So now now you can. Make I would say you first first things first, make sure that those recalls are going to come in. Make sure that we secure if it's if we're gonna lose 10%, make sure we get 100 percent of the 90%. Let's start there. Let's let's try to mitigate the, the loss. So I would say that that would be the first thing. The second thing, and simultaneously, I would say uh make sure that you're that you have uh your um your your plan in place for referrals, asking for referrals from your existing patients, because we don't know what the previous doctor did and how you know how well they did that they may have done great and they may not have done anything at all so either, right. either way you could have a you could walk right into a to a patient base that's used to giving referrals you could also walk walk into a patient base that's never given a referral which is a potential gold mine for you so i would i would i would look at those things those are the quickest things that you're going to do from a new patient marketing perspective we you know what we're going to do is we're going to look at the website we're going to make sure that google my business is optimized now now that Apple Maps is is there, uh, they're optimized now that Bing is that's starting a, to become um, yeah. play is, is look at those. Those are probably the top three things that we would look at right away. Get those things running, going to the going to the existing website. Mm-hmm. Another plan that we would look at, depending on what the website was, if it was really, really bad, we would create what's called a temporary website, something we can get up fairly quickly that it has a better representation of what the, the new doctor is like, even though it's not 100%, but a much better representation. We would have the, the traffic directed there um, to at least try to be able to collect the traffic that is coming. If there is any, um, we're gonna a- analyze that and look at it. And maybe there isn't traffic. Maybe you thought there was, and there isn't any. Could be one of those sites, but we talked about that. Hey, the, 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 the flow is cut. And so we're like, okay, let's get the temporary website up. Let's start getting some um, traffic there. We could do some pay-per-click type marketing, online advertising, Google AdWords, uh, uh, Facebook advertising and things like that. We could could do that. Uh, Maybe it's not going to be exactly 100% what we want it to be, but it's going to be something that's going to start driving revenues. And we even do that with some startups where a situation where a doctor jumped into the practice full time, they... in the they're, they maybe they didn't do their full plan right <laughs> their, their full business yeah. plan right and they quit they quit their day job and jumped right into it and we're like oh boy let's you know so maybe, <laughs> maybe let's, we call it phase one basically let's get phase one up and running and we, we could get some get start getting some patience and then we'll we'll we'll, we'll build you know the the actual That's, true marketing campaign so there's different things and ways that there's different things that we can do uh to 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 get that going for these these practices the, the other <laughs> The most important part is answer your phones. Make sure that someone's actually answering the phones that they've been trained, that they understand that they that that and, and, and that you know if it's a if it's a next level uh, client, they they go they're going to go through that and they they're going to be able to make sure you guys are to make sure that those people know how to answer the phones correctly and turn them into a, a, a new patient to get them to come in for this. So that's the other critical part and the other piece of that. that now in, in today's world, it's not just answering the phones; it's being being able to call out when because we're seeing more and more people go online and type in I want um, yes I want an appointment please call me yeah so when you get those and they show up in the email you need to have a system where you're you're someone from your team is able to call those people immediately
0: it's so true it's so true
1: by is an out you know is more likelihood they're gonna find another another dentist that's gonna yeah this-
0: when people are looking they're looking like that's just the day and age we're in right like. The younger, the younger general I'm part of it Wants results now yeah. convenience. That's what it's all about today. Right. And there's no patience in the world. Uh, I'm a very impatient person. I get it. Like right. if, if it's something's on my mind, I need to, I'm, I'm checking it off my list. I'm moving on. If I can't check this off, well then I feel out of control and I want to, I want to move on and check it off because if it, it has to go on tomorrow's checklist, what a waste I'm getting it done now. Right. So it's, it's become that society. And, and Mike, I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up because I, we all, we have these conversations. I always think about the funnel, right? The funnel, you spend thousands of dollars on marketing efforts that you and your team manage thoughtfully, strategically, you're spending thousands of dollars right and and then that's it nobody does anything else with that they're just mike here's 2000 dollars this month make it yep. happen and if it and if it, if a new patient doesn't show up on my schedule or if i don't diagnose that person it's on you mike it's on you and that's not fair what's fair and what should happen and in the business world the real world the, the real business world outside of dentistry is you spend money, you get calls. That's that's the win. That that that's doing a good job. You get the calls or the emails or the texts, whatever. You're getting flow. Then it's on me again, not in dentistry, but in the business world. It's on me to pick up the phone, get back to them, and say the right things. And then it's on me to follow up, send a proposal, get them scheduled, right? I don't feel like doctors take enough accountability. Well, I, I know it's not a feeling. We both know doctors as business owners don't take enough accountability from the flow to the yeah. schedule, to the schedule.
1: So you just said it, business owners. So there's the practice side of their business, the clinical aspect of, of their practice. And then there's the business side of their practice. They, you know, in general, most doctors focus on the on the clinical and the business side is not even close to that. So the business side of that is the marketing piece that you're talking about, the flow. we, we the, 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 What a job of a marketing company is to generate opportunities. We call those opportunities. Uh, a person calling you, a person sending you a contact form to call back, that's an opportunity now. Yeah, that's right. Now, another part of the business, and I, and I, I hate to use the word doctors, but it's called sales. There's a sales department in every business. There's a marketing department and there's a sales department. And so the sales department's job is to take the opportunity that the marketing department created, and 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 have a system in place and turn that into a, a client or That's a customer right. or a patient. That's right. And, and then there's a whole flow there that turn you know that comes into the place and and turns that into a cash flow a cash flow. That's right. So there's another part of your business that needs to be worked on that again most doctors aren't not are not working on that part of their business to to maximize the opportunities that a marketing company brings and one of the things we look at when a doctor comes to us and so we're doing $2000 a month or $3000 whatever the number is and the doctor says I want to do more marketing with you we're always looking at at what at the opportunity conversion rate so we we put call telephone tracking numbers on the marketing. We have analytics, um, so we're looking at how many opportunities and how many are they turning, how many so if, how many of those are they turning into new patients, and if we see the, that number, not not at a not a realistic level, we'd like to see eighty percent, seventy percent. But you're, if you're talking fifty percent or less, mm. we're going to say you're not ready for more marketing. Mm. You need to take. Whatever money that you're going to spend in marketing and put it into training, or maybe you need to hire somebody, another person, perhaps. Maybe your office is is is, is, you have too much going on, and you're the person who's answering the phones, trying to collect. You know, is your is your bill collector or what have you? Billing, what have you? Maybe you need to hire somebody to be able to answer those because there's a potential of thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars. Sometimes, excuse me, marketing that they're already paying for that they're not that they're not converting, and so. Looking at that as a company, because again we've been here for twenty seven years, like we're going to be here for another twenty seven years. So mm-hmm. we want to make sure that they're maximizing their opportunities with with, with what we're seeing. And You're so not
0: going to hear too many marketing companies say that, folks. And I just want to take a moment. I th- this is a this is a a reason of many, a, one of many that I, that I like affordable and 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 endorse them because. You, you, I can't overemphasize that, that it's not about spending more and getting more from the the client for Mike and affordable. It's about results. And if we're not getting the results, whether it's his team's quote unquote, air quotes fault, or if it's your team's, the the dent, the doctor owner's fault, whatever it is, we got to figure it out. Yeah, it's not throw more money at a problem. And I find and, and actually I, I partner with a call service, a company uh, who I interviewed on the program uh, on startup on scripted side, uh, Golden Goose. Um, It was shocking. The statistics he threw out, folks, listen to that episode because it was about calls. He said a third, a third of new patient calls get missed Mm -hmm. a third ouch and then on to layer on top of that of the calls that get picked up so now we're working with two-thirds of the actual calls follow the math a third of those don't get scheduled I mean ouch right and so here's Mike at affordable image trying to figure out how to get more flow And your team's either not picking up the call or doesn't have the skills to quote unquote, sell somebody to get them on the schedule. And then us as dental consultants sit back and look at your doctor, your closing or not closing, that's I'm talking in business terms, your case acceptance and seeing some of you guys being crazy conservative. And I'm not saying that we want you to be say it like, aggressive diagnosers. There's industry averages for a reason. (laughs) So of all your peers, 10,000 dental offices that use the software we use, I have an average. And if you're dramatically lower than the average, that means you're you're conservative. (laughs) Um, And I can look at that. So the the flow to conversion to treatment planning, and then it's treatment acceptance. So as your front office presenting the right treatment plan. So this is this huge funnel, but Mike and marketing companies alike get blamed for awesome. ROI deficiencies.
1: So um, ah, ROI, I love that. We always get asked, what's the ROI on, on the marketing budget gonna be? Well, I can't tell you because we we control this much of that, like such a tiny part of that ROI equation there's an infinite number of things that Mike just talked about um, that could happen that can affect that number. So mm-hmm. imagine if you're if you're answering and that Golden Goose talked about. So that that third that you're missing that's thousands, of thousands. Thousands. thousands, thousands. Then there's another thousands and the other level of things that you're that you're not then you're not diagnosing because if you're not if you're not an in industry standards or above, that also affects that ROI number, mm-hmm. right? So there's so many parts and pieces to this. If you're not, here's the other level of that. And I try to, we try to educate our clients is I, I love the new, I love new uh, patient marketing because it brings in new, I call it a new uh, referral tree, a new referral tree. So every time a new patient comes in, they have generally, they're going to have a new sphere of influence of people that they, that, that are in their world that they can refer to you that so at some point you're going to maximize that, right? So every new one, and if you have that referral system in place and you're good at that, you can turn those new, you can turn 10 new patients into 20, into 30, into 50. And so the ROI question, I love that question because you know what, doctor, the ROI question, it all really depends on you and what you're going to do and what your systems are going to do and what the people you've hired are going to do and the trainings and things that you guys are doing, it really is dependent on, on that, on, on on that big part of that's the biggest part of,
0: of the equation. That's right. That's right. So not to take, by the way, not to take some responsibility off the marketing companies mm-hmm. by, by the way. But...
1: I, right. And I love that because we, we track our, we track our, there's marketing companies, there's marketing companies that will tell you, don't put tracking numbers on it. Don't, we don't track anything because we, Cause we don't, we don't know where it's going to come from. And anyways, there's marketing companies that will tell you not to track. We track our company. We don't tell, we are doing it because we need to know we're holding ourselves accountable. We want to know so we can actually make changes. Cause marketing is going to change on a regular basis. Life changes, uh, cultures change, demographics change, mm-hmm. um, incomes change, things like that change. So we need to be able to change with that. So we have yeah. to know yeah. what's working and what's not working so that we can, and again, there's a reason we've been doing this for a long time is because we care and that we want, we want success for our, for our, for our clients and our doctors. And we plan on doing this for a lot longer. And so we're going to continue to do all the things that we've been doing and, and making our clients successful. So, yeah, I, How about uh, our wife, for another hour. We could probably do that with at least an hour long
0: conversation. At least, at least maybe two
1: I, I, all the parts and pieces that
0: are that, break it, breaking down the whole funnel. I, Mike, I, um I got to end this. Cause I promise people we're done with 30, 30 to 40 minutes. And we're right there. Um, it, it by this conversation, folks, you should be able to interview potential marketing companies better. We've covered a lot of things and, to me uh, to to sum up that last final point is the questions for these marketing companies should be how are you tracking the flow mm-hmm. how are you tracking that how do i know that's a great question to ask them um and you know how how can we increase the flow how do you hold me responsible how do i hold you responsible set the expectations of the partnership and if, again if the relationship goes sour for whatever reason cuz that that's business that's life you should be able to walk away with the freaking website. So uh that that circles it all the way back to the beginning of this conversation. So I would absolutely challenge you to at least give Mike an affordable a shot um to earn your business. I endorse them. We're going to have all of his uh information down below. Um and if it's just an analysis, they do a great analysis. Um, reach out, ask them, what are you buying? What are the assets? What's this look like to you? Make it part of your due diligence. Um, I-, I learned something today, of some things I need to ask some questions about. I think the attorneys that listen to the show need to listen to what you talked about in the beginning. Uh, I think for you folks, take uh, I- I'm thinking about valuation and catastrophes that could be happening in a deal sometimes is this website an asset or not slips through the cracks and i think that would go for all your advisors cpas other buyer reps bankers people aren't looking at this little stuff uh we're looking at catastrophes for you major things you could pick something up from this episode take this on learn from it figure it out see what you're getting and what you're not getting um, I think it's a great episode. Thanks so much for being on, Mike. I appreciate you.
1: I appreciate it. Thank you too, Mike.
0: Didn't see you. Didn't, see you. Didn't see you. All right. With that being said, uh, talk to you all soon. Continue to subscribe and follow. Uh, we've got a lot of uh, a lot more stuff heading down the pipe here. And uh, as always, uh, check us out at Next Level. Uh, we'd love to help get you into practice and um, make you guys amazing business owners uh, once you get the keys. So. Uh, Without further ado, peace out, Mike. Talk to you soon. Appreciate you. Bye. Bye now. We want to hear from you. Interact with your host, Michael Densio. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Comment and subscribe.